my goodness. It is take 77. The coronavirus is still here. We're still quarantined, but we're watching tons of movies, giving you tons of content. Um, we've got a not a whole lot of content, but we've got some bangers of some points that we're going to cover today. First off, we have the final four has been established for our March Movie Madness bracket of greatest sports movies ever made. We will reveal those and after that, we'll talk about a little bit of what we've been watching, um, give you a little TV with Keeks moment, because we don't normally talk a lot about TV, but there's something going on that we got to talk about. And to wrap it all off, it is IMDb 250 time, people. We've got 10 solid movies that we're going to go down. These are numbers 230 to 221 on the IMDb top 250 list. Um, and there's a new number one in town on my list. So we're so excited to be able to let you know about that. TC's face right now is shocked. So you're, he's going to be shocked. You're all going to be shocked. It is your boy, the Sweet Keeks. And who do we got? It is also your other boy, the Sweet TC. And take 77. Let's let's go. I, man, the bracket, SFT March Movie Madness has been so fun. I, I, I underestimated Sandlot. I thought Space Jam and Sandlot was going to be much closer. Sandlot just, no pun intended, knocked it out of the park. <laughs> it, I love, ooh, you should be a sports announcer. You basically, not that you do, you coach sports. So you probably yeah, announce yeah. it in your head. I Oh, all the yeah. time, all the time. Yeah. Um, gosh. It's been, it's been I, crazy. I think we I, just got to lead it right in to our sports. Yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to, we're gonna save the best for last, Keeks. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about the inspirational region? Remember the Titans versus Moneyball. I think I. It is. I do hear something. I hear something coming in. Do you hear it one oh. more time? Maybe even next week we'll have it too. Let's hear that. Let's let that music play. Oh my goodness, we are gonna start on. Give us a little noodle there, huh? Bad radio. No one knows what you're doing, but do the noodle. <laughs> He's got it. He's hitting it right oh, now. I'll, I'll do the noodle real quick. <laughs> He's doing it. Let's go. Um. So. We are going to start in the inspirational region matchup. It was Rocky against the number 14 Angels in the outfield. I do not know how that made it this far. Oh, that was that's tear jerker region. region. Right you're now. right. You're right. Tear jerker region. Okay. Tear jerker region. Rocky just absolutely washed Angels in the outfield um, to advance to the final four. Rocky deservedly so, I would say as well. I was going to go look at the percentage, yeah. but I don't have it off at hand. Well, here's the thing. And you said this to me. The people that have voted for Angels in the Outfield have not seen that movie since they were five or six years old. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not even on Disney+. Plus. Um, I haven't seen that movie since, like I said, probably when I was six. Yep. And that's fine. Like what you like. But Rocky is clear-cut much, much better. Oh, yeah. And Angel, Angel in the outfield, all I got to say is take a seat in the outfield or in the dugout. I don't care where you take your seat. You're done. Take a seat out in the kayaks where everyone swims around yeah. to get the balls that get hit out of the stadium. That's where you got to be right now because we're, we're about done with you. But good job. You made it through the tearjerker region. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it got there. It was a little Cinderella run. Sheesh. Um, so... Rocky is poised for a good matchup, and we'll get to who they're matching up with. We're going to save that for yes. last. But let's go to the ain't first or last bracket, that region. Um, as I said, Space Jam versus Sandlot, I thought this was going to pull on more heartstrings. Sandlot wiped, wiped the Looney Tunes. Uh, it was- <laughs> there, was no, there was no secret sweat, secret ooze, whatever, secret juice. Secret stuff? I think it's Mike's secret stuff. Yeah, Mike's secret stuff. There you go. Yeah, it, it didn't work. Sandlot. No, just absorbed Legends all their died. powers and kept them for good. And they're going to bring it into the next round um, coming out of the inspirational region. It was Remember the Titans against Moneyball, which I think we all knew. There was no chance that Moneyball won. Not even the coronavirus affecting Remember the Titans would have it lose to Moneyball. It would still win. Yes. No. Yeah, I mean... I mean, remember the Titans, again, wipe the floor as well. Mm -hmm. Just no no contest. I mean, when we say wipe uh, the floor, like, all of these Rocky, Sandlot, and remember the Titans got 80% of their votes at least. Yes. So it was not even close. Tons. Yeah, it wasn't. Now, now, we'll, we'll talk about who we think is going to win 
those final four matchups. But let's get to this is a nail bite. I knew this was going to be close and very fitting think, that this is the I winner of it, this region. Yes, and I didn't think it was going to be this close. Mm-mm. We have Miracle versus Warrior, the one seed Miracle versus Warrior, the three seed director Gavin O'Connor, same director. And I love both these yes. movies. Like these are both. I just rewatched Miracle as I mentioned last mm-hmm. pod, and I think Miracle is a fantastic sports movie. Like easily in my top five of yeah, all time. I'd say so too. But Keeks, during voting, someone expressed that they voted wrongly. Yes. And that's March Madness. That's going to happen. A Chris Webber they timeout. They voted Warrior. Yep, Chris Webber timeout. They voted Warrior, but they meant Miracle. But in the end, it was tied up. In the end, I told my sister, I said, Leah, vote. I didn't say who to vote for. She's seen Miracle and Warrior both. And she was the swing vote. She voted Warrior. And Warrior is advancing. <laughs> the number three wow. takes out <sighs> Miracle. It, I seriously like. And what happened was Becky went on. La- buzzer beater. Yes, a literal buzzer, buzzer beater. beater. I Before I even noticed, like, the votes were tied. Warrior and Miracle. And then the story expired. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, we've got a tie. I mean, I guess we've got to do the tiebreaker again, like we had to do last week with Rudy and Moneyball. And then I went to go look at the archived reports, and a last-minute vote from your sister had come in Warrior 1. I, I could not Just believe it. Last second. And, man, what's, what's crazy is Warrior had a really quick jump at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then Miracle... Miracle had like seriously ten votes in a row of just straight miracle. Yeah, it was it, seriously like it, they were down by six, seven, and eight. It was wild. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, that's March Madness. You got to know who you're voting for, and and the person expressed and said, "Hey, I actually meant more miracles." Like, okay, that's fine. But in the end, Warrior still jumped out on top. It did, even with the inadvertent. What voting. a show! What. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't believe it's it. Wild. Um, all right. So, so Rocky and Warrior. Who do you got? So everyone knows how I feel about Warrior, and everyone knows how I feel about Rocky. We're gonna be talking more about Rocky during this take. Yeah. I love both movies, but I have Warrior winning it all. Like when I first filled out my bracket, Warrior is still my favorite sports movie of all time. And in fact, I was just watching it yesterday, doing a home workout. One of those guys didn't post about it on IG. You didn't post Do your ten C Ted. Not not until tomorrow. You haven't been hit with that one yet either. Yeah, no. <laughs> Watch out. Mm. So, um, and that's fine. If people want to post that, like what you like, you, do you. even yeah, if you don't exactly. like it. Um, so during the home workout, Warrior was on in the background, and I just I still love this movie so much. It was. I think Warrior is going to take it over Rocky. It's going to be very close. Warrior's kind of like a modern-day Rocky MMA and brothers intertwined. Um, but Rocky's just a staple. So it's going to be really interesting to see who the sweets vote for on this one. I think it's going to be also a close matchup. You know what? I got to say, I got to say that Rocky, because slight recency bias, because I did just watch this a couple weeks ago, Rocky is so much more than just a sports movie. Yes. Which is, I, I never really realized it. And also, you know, Warrior is has that family dynamic, and it's more than that, too. But I think that Rocky stands the test of time, and it advances. I do, but I think yeah. it's going to be slim. Okay. Warrior has put up some fights yeah. during their and, road here. And I think, I think a lot of people that are ticked about Miracle losing to Warrior out of spite are just going to vote Rocky, even if they like Warrior. Oh, well, I know that for at least one person, they're going to be voting for Rocky, Philly baby. Yeah. Uh, trust the process. Yeah. Rocky sure has. So, I mean, I'm fine if Rocky beats Warrior. I, yeah. I love them both, but I love Warrior. I'm voting Warrior for sure. Um, and then on the other side, I think this is going to be really tight too. It's And that's so crazy. I have no idea how to predict it. I thought we'd be able to predict some of these matchups, but no, it, it has not been easy at all. Um, yeah, I, I, who do you think? Who do you think is going to win? Sandlot Sand, or the Titans? I have Sandlot winning the whole thing because I do think that nostalgia is a powerful tool that people use to it affect is. their decisions. And while remember the Titans does have good good nostalgia, the scene alone in Sandlot where they're playing baseball on the Fourth of July underneath the fireworks, dude. How can you even compete with that? I love that scene, and I don't even like baseball, and I'm putting Sandlot through to the final. 
I think by at least 10 votes, too. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, I mean, really? You don't think Mm-mm. it's close? I think this is going to be close. I think there's a lot of football heads out there that are going to be like, yeah, remember the Titans. I love it. But there's also a lot of people that love their baseball. And like you said, nostalgia. It's, Dude, it's a powerful thing. Sandlot is it's a powerful thing. filled with it, too. I, For me, I'm personally going to vote Remember the Titans. That's who I had in my original bracket. Remember the Titans and Warrior matching really? up in the championship game. Yeah, that was my original bracket. Mine is so. Rocky and I, the Sandlot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We're flip-flop, <laughs> baby. Like, I can't believe it. We don't disagree on much, but here we go. Yes. Um, about time. I, know, I actually hey, had a war, or Happy I'm, Gilmore I'm excited, at this spot right here. Really? Yeah, instead of Warrior. That was Warrior. Warrior man, Warrior's had two back-to-back heaters they really have so i think i think i think it might reach its test with rocky we'll see but i'm excited to see whoever makes it and we will be having our final four on thursday yes so thursday be on lookout for the final four and then the championship game will be Saturday, probably around noon. We'll have, we'll let people have let let people sleep on it for a day. Let let people rest. You on gotta Friday. you gotta rest up. You really do. So that's perfect. Yeah. That's March um, Movie Madness, baby. Greatest sports movie ever made is what we will be talking about next week. We're gonna do a full review on the winner. Stacked Final Four. Sheesh. All right, dude. So you streamed some stuff. I know that you streamed a little I, bit before we get into IMDb two fifty. We'll give you a little update on our quarantine lives. Yeah, um, I streamed. Shout out the bad broadcast here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this about me, but I love Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. I think they do know yeah. that. <laughs> but I also, I also love. Everyone knows this. I love just mindless action movies. I think they're so fun. Great. You got to be in the right mood. And I also do love the occasional chick flick slash rom com. I haven't seen a lot, but the ones I have seen, I've actually thoroughly enjoyed because I think they're. They're kind of like mindless action movies. Some of them are kind of like dumb and cheesy, but they're fun. They follow you a be in formula, the right mood. and if it ain't broke, exactly. what is it? Don't fix it. Don't fix it. Mm-mm. My motto. So, finally watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fun. I loved yeah. it. I loved the concept of how these two couples, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, are engaging in these bets where she's trying to lose this guy in 10 days, but Matthew McConaughey's trying to have Kate Hudson fall in love with him. In, le- in about 10 days. So they're doing everything in their power to lose and then to keep. And I thought it was just a fun dynamic. Um, the only thing I would have liked to see from this movie is more of them kind of like falling in love, so to speak, and how they're see eye to eye on things. Okay. Um, I thought like some of the things that Kate Hudson was doing were, was doing was absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to give this movie a B. Nice. Definitely. A, I'm going to give it a sweet. I thought Matthew McConaughey is hilarious. And again, the dynamic. And I thought the concept was a lot of fun. Not too raunchy either. That's good. It's, it's, it's pretty grounded. So yeah, Maddie, bad broadcast. One of our favorite guests. Yes. Um, I think how to lose a guy in 10 days is probably going to be the winner of your bracket. Ah, of her everyone bracket. go vote. I'm, go follow the bad broadcast. Yeah. Go hit up that bracket. It's been a fun one. I haven't, I've seen like probably the more dramatic um, chick flicks, like rom- I guess they're not rom coms if they're dramatic. So it's been an interesting side because I have, I mean, I've seen How to Lose a t- Guy in Ten Days, but some of the others, I'm not really familiar with. But did you yeah. you saw something else too, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Taika Waititi, Taika. special guest. He was on here during our Oscar pod. That's right. Great, Great guy. interview. Great guy. Uh, Love this movie. I thought it was witty, totally Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of fun to see his early work. Well, this wasn't really early. It came out, what, two, mm-hmm. 2016? Yeah, but it's still like early-ish. Yeah, it was like, I think yeah. his third feature. Because boy, yeah. what we do in the shadows. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People, great. Love the story. Very funny humor. Uh, Ricky Baker. Yeah, happy um, birthday. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Baker. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes. I just, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And he's like, what's your dog's name? And he's like, oh, it's Zig. He's like, you should get another d- dog. Call it Zag. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Just so dry and fun. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's very dry. Uh, I'm going to give Hunt for the World People an A-. minus. I love the story behind it and the message it holds. Very funny and, you know, touching. Yeah. So A-, minus, sweet, for sure. I'm right there with you, actually. I give it probably around B plus A-. minus. Very fun, like, I guess it's kind of like a buddy, like a buddy movie, you know, because he goes... Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's kind of in the realm of a movie like that, of like a buddy movie. 
um, buddy adventure movie for sure. So that's that's all I streamed. Actually, I did watch Motocross as well. Shout out Disney. I had to watch one of those sixteen seeds <laughs> that were in the bracket. A Disney Motocross, a DCOM a week. Motocross is very cheesy, not great. Brink still holds you know the test mm-hmm. of time, but it fairly progressive movie. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, there are some pretty good little edits of the motocross ra- racing. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to give motocross for a decom. I'm going to give it a C. Okay, sour. You got a grade on that curve. The curve yeah. exists. Yeah, flatten yeah. the curve C, right now, though. Sour. Everyone, stay inside your homes. Make sure you flatten the curve. Make sure you stay quarantined. <laughs> Do not put others' lives in danger. And while you're at it, watch the Tiger King. My gosh. Um. TV with Keeks. Yeah, TV with Keeks segment right here. I watched The Tiger King in a day. Me and Becky, Friday night, date night. Slapped it on at 7 o'clock. Finished it around 12.30, 1 a.m. Um, and it is outrageous. I, How many episodes? Seven. They're about 40, 45 minutes each. Oh, okay. So you can sit okay. down. You can you can pump that out in about a, in like yeah. a good evening, like a good weekend. Or if you don't have anything to do, just do it as if you know it was your job and watch it. And... It's it's fun. I honestly like and I I find that this happens a lot is like the first four episodes of a lot of these documentaries are like I'm right there. I'm engaged. I'm hyped. And then the last three, I tend to kind of lose interest just because the things that they that were really intriguing to me, like the different personalities in this documentary go to the wayside and it focuses more on Joe Exotic, which is still fun. But there are also other aspects of these just dirty people that they introduce that I would have enjoyed to see them delve into more. There is one aspect that they do with Carol Baskin, who is like Joe's rival. And it, it gives you an interesting perspective on ethics. I think on both sides of the spectrum of like, you know, people who are, you know, uh, pro animals and people who are, I guess on Joe's side who aren't pro animals, but they're not, um, they, they engage in, in like, unethical animal behavior, while Carol Baskin is also engaging in other unethical behaviors. So it's an interesting watch. It's, I mean, for me, I'd give it like an A, A minus just based on entertainment alone. I had a blast watching it. Um, I can't think of anything else about it. It's, it's just fun. I, it's on Netflix. Check I, it out. I've seen so many memes. Yes. About, about this. Now, I, and he has how many? 180 pet tigers? Oh, he had 227 at one point. I don't know how many there is now. It's like, actually, if you look on Google Maps, the place is still there. So I don't know what's going on. If he's not, if he's not an LSU Tigers fan, then I've lost all faith. Um, I'm just going to throw a question to those who have seen it out there. Did Carol Baskin do it? I think she might have. I think maybe she did. Okay. You, anyone who's. So is it, is it. It's worth a watch. Yeah, I think it is. It's a fun watch. Yeah, it's, it's got some language in there. Um. But other than that, there's nothing, like, sexual in it. There is just, like, some... Yeah, it's mainly just for language, and some kind of relationships are a little weird. But that's fine. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, check it out if you want. Um, INDV. Are we into our big segment wow. today? I, I'm i ready. You, are you ready? I'm, I'm freaking ready, dude. I've been... Let's, let's strap up. Oh, there were geez. some good hits. There were some good movies I'm excited to talk about. Um... Uh, and some one one based on a true story too that we will touch mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so I'm gonna dive right into it um, right now. Let's do it. Let's start from the top. Number two thirty. We've got Ace in the Hole, which is directed by Billy Wilder and stars Kirk Douglas. This movie came out in 1941, and it's the story of a man who gets stuck in a mine, and a crooked journalist looking for his big scoop takes advantage of the situation of this man in order to redeem his career, quote-unquote. And it takes a really interesting idea of, like, journalistic integrity and what can go wrong and what can also go right when one takes one of those scoops and kind of manipulates it to form their own, you know, to fit their own narrative. And it, honestly, it, it, um, what's it called? It, it's really it's really relevant for today's day and age as well because we feel like the media is a big highlight of what's going on and how they present um, ideas and it's 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 really stood the test of time. I really liked Ace in the Hole. What'd you think about it? You know, it was it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I agree with you. It's kind of you know stood the test of time. And when did it come out again? Nineteen forty one. Sheesh, mm. not bad. I know. 
So Kirk Douglas, RIP, died on February 5th this year. That was like something that shocked me. His performance is really great. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, I thought he'd man. He when did he die again? This year, yeah, right? February 5th. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. 2020. I know. Dude. <laughs> Sheesh. Lost Kirk Douglas, Kobe Bryant. It's been it's been a wild year. But a thing that I really enjoyed about the movie also is that they use a lot of extras to kind of pack this little town where this incident has happened. And it really helps show the progression of the plot and of the structure of the movie. So it's like, you know, it starts off, there's no one there by the end. You've got a lot of people and it follows your general three story arc. Um, yeah. Something that I, yeah. And huh? yeah, like I, yeah, I think you're going to allude to this, but like the showing of domestic violence, a little much, mm-hmm. you know, it, and then the, tra- yeah, you, you, you go, keep going. Yeah. Um, and then the trap man's wife doesn't go through much of a character change. So that'd been, you know, a little bit more pleasant to see. Yeah, and she, and I think maybe that's just like a byproduct of the time too. You know, I don't really know what more else. But honestly, it's a B for me. Um, oh gosh, where did I watch? It? I think I paid to watch it somewhere. Either that, or it's on the Criterion Collection. Which yeah. honestly, there's a lot. I there's really a lot like on the cri- having the Criterion Collection. I'm like, Dude, I'm using it a bunch. Yeah, there's a lot of classics on the Criterion Collection and Canopy. Have you noticed that too? There's a no, lot of streaming I on Canopy, Canopy as well. That's the library one, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Like Canopy and the Criterion channel, uh, channel. I'm I'm gonna give it a B minus. Okay. So yeah, I give it a B. That's my it's, grade. I'd still say it's sweet though. It's a fun little watch if anyone's you know if you guys are interested. It's about two hours long. Not too bad. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, that is Ace in the Hole. Two thirty. On to the next. Two twenty nine. This is it happened one night. Directed by Frank Frank Capra and stars Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. Did I pronounce that I right? I think so. Yeah, maybe Colbert, right. like Stephen so, Colbert. So, fun fact: this is one of the first great romantic comedies, um, following a runaway heiress bride to be and the relationship she forms with the down on his luck reporter. So, yeah. Um, what do you think about this, Keeks? No, I. I mean, I think it's. It's a fun watch because you really get to see them grow together as a couple, you know, like their first incidents of where they meet, they kind of cross paths on a train and they really clash a lot. And then they're in these uh, predicaments where they have to, you know, work together. And it's really cool to see them grow and their relationship develop. And they have really good romantic chemistry, which I enjoyed a lot. And sweet movie morsel. And actually... I think I think next year, Maddie, bad broadcast. This needs to be added to the chick flicks. Yes, yeah, the OG. <laughs> Add in a classic OG. Uh, so sweet movie morsel. One flew over the cuckoo's nest in 1975, and the Silence of the Lambs in 1991 are the only other movies to win the Big Five awards, including one. It happened one night. Picture, director, actor, actress, and screenwriting. Yep. Crazy. Do now I want to ask you something. Do you think we will see a movie that wins those five? Oh man. I I mean, I think it could. Like it's been it's gotten pretty close. Um I mean, you know, you've got some that have won like three or four. So I, I, I think it definitely happens again. Just as a side note, this movie came out in nineteen thirty-four and it doesn't feel dated you know 85 years maybe some of the technical aspects feel um dated it wasn't personally like really my cup of tea uh i thought a lot of it dragged in some points but it was fun to like you get moments where the characters are just able to breathe there's a moment in the bus where everyone's singing like a, a song about a man on the flying trapeze that's really fun and Overall, yeah, I give it a B minus. Uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's sweet though. I think uh, definitely if you like romantic comedies, it'll be for you. Give it a watch. Yeah, it's on crackle. I'm gonna give it a B. Yeah, it's crackle. <laughs> snap, snap, crackle. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a B. A sweet. It's just kind of fun to see the you know first romantic comedy. And again, that thing. Did I get a B B minus? I said B minus, didn't I? B minus. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna crazy. give it a B. Okay. Um, and like I said, I think this is crazy that this is one of three movies to win mm-hmm. those big five awards. Yeah. Like, think about that. And you know what's that is, interesting? That is, that's nuts. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, Silence of the Lambs are, like, top 20 on the IMDb 250. 
And this is at the bottom. Yeah. And that's really kind of the interesting part about this whole experiment is to see these movies that, for me, we're going to talk about one right now that I think should be much higher. And it is La Haine, which is a French film that came out in 1995, directed by Matthew Kosovitz, which stars Vincent Cassel, Hubert Kounde, and Said Tagmoui. And it's basically just the day in the life of these three immigrant youths living in the projects outside of Paris, France. And I do not use this word lightly when I say I believe that this movie is an absolute masterpiece. It's so the way that it shows just the youth in these projects, like the sneakers. And I'm a big sneakerhead. I love sneakers and I love clothes. And seeing these people who've got like they've got Air Force Ones on, they've got Air Max 90s on, they've got these They've got OG Reeboks that they're wearing. They've got Carhartt that they're wearing. All the stuff that people are wearing now is what these these kids were wearing back in the 90s. And it really shows just the full coach culture that was present and the the chemistry between these three dudes. Of They use their same names. So you've got Vince, Hubert, and Saeed. Um, at all kind of they use this gun that's kind of like tracks the progress of the narrative and really tackles the especially the what we see a lot now of uh, police brutality and that's a big part of the movie and the that the soundtrack is so cool it feels like a spike lee movie uh, maybe even mixed in with a little bit of tarantino some taxi drivers in there martin scorsese i loved it dude yeah absolutely yeah. loved it beginning to end <clears throat> what can i ask you you're great it's an a plus are you yeah okay yes and i love that you love this movie this is not, I don't think this is everybody's cup of tea, but I think this is a movie that people should see. Um, I, like I said, this is not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It's a little It's a little bit sour on the sour scale for me personally. Okay. Now, I, I do agree with some of the aspects you said. Uh, it's cool to see the life of these three, uh, you know, friends the day after a violent riot. Yeah. And living in the projects. Uh, I thought some of the shots were really cool. I liked how things went full spectrum. How they had callbacks. Um, yeah. Like the, like the gunshot. And then that goes full circle. Um, I thought the pacing for me personally was a l- little bit slow. Um, okay. I, I didn't feel very attached to some of the characters. Uh, a little bit, okay. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit convoluted at times. I'm like, okay, how do we get from point A to point B here? And but I did like the aspect of just these three friends, especially the day after the riot, because I've been in New York City. Mm-hmm. I've seen projects and, you know, kind of people living in a different life yeah. lifestyle than maybe you you're used to. So it's interesting to see kind of how people get by and, how, and the influence that friends or the situations they get in. And I do like what you said about, um, well, the quote that it has. It says, it's not how you fall. How you fall doesn't matter. It's how you land. So, Dude. I, 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 it, like, after you talking about this, this movie kind of already is a little bit, gro- is growing on me a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, like, as I mentioned, it's sour. Not everyone's going to love it. I didn't love it like you love it. I did didn't mind it. I I liked it. There were some aspects that I did like. Some really cool shots. Some fun callbacks. Yeah. Uh, you talking to me? So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give this movie a B. However, I'm gonna give it a sour grading. Dang man! Like for me, there's one of my favorite shots now in all of movies is you, there's a callback to a billboard that says the world is your translated you know to the world is yours. There's a yeah. moment where Saeed picks up a spray can and they're talking about, you know, what should we go spray paint? Because most of the movie is just like about nothing. It's just about following these young men through like a day in the projects. It's literally one day that happens. And sure. you've got Uber. And, and I, hmm? I did like that. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But I did like how it showed the time slots yep. throughout the film because it's 24 hours. And that is kind of the interesting aspect is the movie is kind of following these young men in their world not necessarily yeah. how the world is. So, you know, when they're in Paris, the background is all faded out. You can't tell what's where they're at, but you know that you're just following these men through their depiction of it. And then the end just freaking dropped me, man. And going back to the spray paint, he he changes the 
the, the, the saying of the world is yours to the world is ours. And I thought that was super powerful for the whole movie. The end, like I said, killed me. La N, which is translated, trans, trans, <laughs> translated to <laughs> hate, um, is streaming on the Criterion Collection. You can get like a two-week trial. Um, I just keep paying for it because I've been using it so much. And absolutely loved it. A plus. I think it is sweet. I think anyone who wants to watch it, you can go in. There's great breakdancing. There's some like um, some record scratching that goes on. The soundtrack is, is it slaps me. It's it's so good, dude. I'm like I'm like shaking right now. I loved it so much. So I hope you guys can all, if you're curious and this piqued your interest, go watch Let In. It's great. Yeah. And, yeah, and like we've said before, I think for the most part, you have a more acquired taste than I do. I, and I I knew you were gonna like this, but you know, like I said, I do like the aspect that you just follow these three these three guys yeah. and it's like a day in life. It's almost like a documentary. It has that kind yeah, of vibe. It does. Yeah. And I, so. I think the coolest thing for me, one is the editing, but also it's just like the street culture for me was huge. I think that's why sure. it drew me in. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And not a long runtime. I think the runtime is perfect. Yes. Uh, I just felt like it just, there was just some moments that drag, especially in the second act for mm-hmm. me. So, I get that. But that is, yeah. That, yeah, that's my take. Um, anyways, Ooh. I read it on Amazon, so that was me. Oh, cool. Yeah, actually, I did yeah. buy it on Amazon until later realized it's on the Criterion Collection. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine that I paid for it because I loved it. Okay, what good. We got on, Love what that. What we got next on the slate? Um, 227, this is a classic, classic, classic. I think this is one of the best Pixar movies. This might be my top three. Mm. This is Monsters, Inc., directed by Pete Docter and stars Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Yeah. And I think a lot of people know about Monsters, Inc. Yeah. The, the story's phenomenal. I've already seen memes about Monster Inc. with coronavirus breaking out. <laughs> I have too. Um, I, I love this movie because as a kid watching it, it had, um, for me personally, it had a good message of like, I think we're all a little bit scared of monsters growing up. Mm-hmm. A little bit scared of the dark. Yeah. I was, you know. I still and, am a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm glad sure. I'm married. Nice to have a little, night, nice to have a little <laughs> nightlight and dot by your side. Oh, so true. Um, but I like the message of being, you know, you can, you can be friends with people who may not have like the same background as you, so to speak. Cause I mean, you have, yeah. you have the monsters and then you have the humans and they grow a really strong connection. Uh, that is good. I thought that was, I think that was really endearing that even though your background is different from somebody and anything like that, like you can still be friends. You can find some commonality and come together. So I like that word. I love Monster. I love Monsters Inc. I think the pacing's pretty good. It's pretty suspenseful too. Yeah, that vi- the villain is terrible. What's his name? Oh, Randall. Randall. Yeah, yeah thank you, yeah. Randall. <laughs> and who's the the crab legs? What's his oh, name? Oh, Mr. Waternoose. What's your name? I, rem- yeah. I do like, not know how I remember Mr. Waternoose. Wow, you you are Let's great. Let's freaking go. Good dude. job. Ten thank out of ten. You. I think the suspense is pretty good. I think the villains are menacing. Um, for a Pixar movie, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Monsters Inc. an A plus. Oh my god! Definitely, definitely sweet. Oh my uh, Mike Wazowski, Mike Wazowski, one of the best Pixar characters of all time. Much better than Soli. Yeah. I, I, so okay. Uh, you know what's so interesting Soli, is Soli's a sweetheart. Th- it was this came out in 2001, and it really you can really tell the animation has come animation 3D animation has come so far since this movie. Like, it was a little jarring for me to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, dude, you go back yeah. and freaking even watch Monsters University. It, like, Mike looks so much more polished than Sully does, too. Um, yeah. I, I agree. You've said everything that I think I could possibly say. Um, and the the one thing that I never really understood is how Mike comes back from the banishment as well. And I get I guess I can understand how Sully did. But how Mike comes back into the monster world is always a little hazy for me. Doesn't really take that much from the story, but um, I think it's right there under like the best of the Pixar movies. I'd give it a B plus. Still, definitely sweet. Um, Randy Newman won best song for Academy Award. Um, if I didn't have you, which he didn't win it for, you've got a friend in me. So I think a lot of people think that's kind of his. You know, similar for like Joaquin Phoenix not maybe winning for The Master or Walk the Line and winning for Joker. It's like you paid your dues. Yeah. We'll give it to you here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Monsters Inc. I, what, that was perfect. 
What's your favorite Pixar movie? I think we talked about oh, this. Incredibles. Um, with Maddie. Is Incredibles. Yeah, Incredibles. Is. I think Incredibles as well. I really like Coco. Yes. I love Coco. I was, we were just talking about that Coco the other day. That was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Monsters, Inc., I think, is probably my top three, top five favorite okay. Pixar movies of all time. Yeah. Stuck with me. So that. that's Monsters, Inc. If you have not seen it for a while, head over. Go see yeah, it. It's on freaking Disney+. Plus. Well, so you probably have yeah. Disney+. Plus. Go watch it. Yeah, it's a fun one. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to 226. Also in the final four, that is, is. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da. Rocky. This is, this is, <laughs> I will say this, that is the most overused song, but sometimes it's fitting. <laughs> I hate the lyrics love, to it. I love Eye of the Tiger, but my gosh, it is overused. It is iconic. It, it like iconic for that Dude, film. I, for, I didn't know. I didn't realize that Eye of the Tiger is like Rocky three. I always thought that it was Rocky one. It's not in Rocky no, 1? No, it's not. Hmm. Rocky 3. Yep. Serious? Yeah, it's just, um, I forgot what the song is. The da 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 but. Oh, I Have the Tiger comes in in Rocky 3, though. Yeah. I actually oh. had to look that up. I was like, wait. Wow. I feel Rocky? stumped. It's all right. <laughs> we, sh- we share that brain. We're still going back and forth. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so directed by, jo- directed by John G. Avildsen and stars Sylvester Stallone to Leah Shire, of course. Um, and everyone knows the story about Rocky, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, the Italian stallion baby. Yep. Um, and as you s- said, like, not only is this a sports movie, but it's, you know, it's a love story. Yeah. It's a, kind of a comeback story. It's a coming, it's one coming into his own and realizing <laughs> kind, of? kind of who he is. And that's Rocky Balboa. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what's, what's really interesting about it is I forgot that he's like, a mu- like the muscle for like a, like a loan shark. So he goes yeah, and he's very yeah. menacing to other people. And when he's talking to his trainer, you know, he's like, why don't you, why don't you pay attention to me? And he basically tells him, you know, you're, you're a bum. And that's when it, you really get to see not only Rocky develop, but I think as he trains, he's also able to, able to strengthen those around him because before he wasn't yeah. able to do any of that. So it's really awesome to see, I mean, dude, still to this day, just Rocky waking up early, running, and as he trains, is able to get to the top of like the state capitol, and you know his those training montages are really cool. Great use of Steadicam, which wasn't used a lot back then, but now it's starting to come into its own. Mm-hmm. And the editing's I love some of the shots, just like of the neighborhood where Rocky lives, and some of the like the composition of like the stairs as they're descending, going back. It, it it's really cool. It's really stood the test of time. It won Best Picture, Best Director. And best editing. We said that Sly Stallone won best script last time. Uh, he didn't. He was nominated. Gotcha. Yep. Um, I give it an yeah, A. And I, I love- think it's sweet. I I, I can't. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love like the bracket ball. He, he carries around yeah. and bounces around the ball. I think it's just kind of a you know, just a J, you know a sweet quirk. Um, just that you know slice yeah. threw in and little hab life little life's little habit kind of makes Rocky who he is. Uh, keep his mind busy. But no, I agree. I, I'm going to give this movie an A+. Plus. Oh, I think this is Two A pluses. Like a, Let's go, dude. Back to back. Tanner, TC, <laughs> throwing them out, th- baby. Throw them out like candy. I, I would do that. If I could do that more, give every movie an A+, plus, frick, I'd do it. Yeah, I think it's just an A+, plus movie. Quality, iconic, love Rocky. Definitely, definitely sweet. If you've never seen Rocky, see it. Yeah. And what's interesting is I think a lot of people are always like, oh, hardcore training, hardcore um you know, great fight scene against Apollo Creed. You know, it's kind of not like that no. doesn't happen until like like the last thirty minutes, last act. And, and there's some training scenes throughout the movie, but it's great character development, and it's a little bit slow, but it's a good slow. Yeah, I for, I hadn't seen it in years, probably ten, maybe fifteen years. So to be able to revisit and really look at it from like a different perspective of, okay, how is this technically? And yeah, I think it's really great. This should be higher up. This should be higher yeah. up on IMDb oh, for sure. Gosh. This should. I think this should be top 100, maybe 150, but nothing past 150. But you so. know what? We're going to fix that. We've got our yeah. sweet 250 right here. Um, here's a movie oh, yeah. that Let's do it. I do not next, think on the next. <laughs> that I think is, is fine right where it's at, even though ah, this one tore me, man. It is The Handmaiden, directed by, by Korean director Park Chan-wook. It stars Kim Min-hee, Kim Tae-ree, or Kim Tae, Ri Ha Jung, oh wait, Kim, I don't know, <laughs> Jung Woo Cho and, or Jung Woo and then Cho Jin Wung. Um, and it's about a con man who with the help of one of his henchwomen, 
henchwoman, henchwomen, attempts to woo an adopted Korean heiress in the hopes of conning her out of her money and making themselves rich. Um, I think this is the first movie that we've really run into that is so that might be very polarizing. Probably the most polarizing movie we've watched. Um, because this movie. While I really enjoyed it, is very sexually explicit and probably not the taste of most people. Um, it's also the cinematography is wonderful. The editing of this movie is amazing. Just how these nonlinear stories come together and fleshing out each one of these characters. And with a third act, I haven't seen many Korean movies, but maybe it's just their thing. Is every third act is just bananas and this one is no exception um it's it's a lot yeah Yeah. it's a lot i give it a b plus sour almost going to spoiled not spoiled being that it's bad it's just like man i will say if anyone is interested in seeing something different and maybe analyzing it technically or even just like you just want to go out a limb and watch it do it, but just know very sexually explicit. All I gotta say is B A N A N A S. It's his bananas <laughs> movie. It's bananas. B. B- oh man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a C minus. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you, dude. I don't blame you at all. Um, a lot of tentacles in this movie. <laughs> so, it's just it was really hard to watch. Watching with Becky, it was yeah. It was hard to watch, but um, nevertheless, it is a very well-made movie, just not for everyone. Third act, baby. B A N A N A S. Sheesh. Let's move on to the next one because, yeah, The Handmaiden. Do not get us wrong; it's really great, but hard watch. The next movie is our first Hitchcock movie. Hey, Rebecca. Like we said, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. This is number 224. uh, Stars Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine. Basically, a widowed millionaire, while on vacation, meets the... um, He's kind of like a servant, like kind of like a handmaid for a wealthy woman while they're both on vacation. And basically, they decide to get married. This movie came out in like 1946, so... (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's product of the time. Who knows? And as they return home, this man's new wife soon realizes that there is more than what she's been told about this man and about his previous wife who dies. And it's very Hitchcockian, I'd say. You know, it's 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 pretty suspenseful. The direction, it's good. But what it didn't do for me was I, I just I couldn't really care too much about. Um, a lot of the players that come in, there are a lot of characters that come in that I'm like, wait, who are you? And what is this supposed to do with anything? And especially the um, the last act just feels the twist that's thrown in feels very thrown in and not very well deserved as sure I would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I like I, tr- I love twists. I love yes. like mind benders. Like one of my all time favorites was Enemy. Which we analyzed yes. once upon a time. <laughs> we should do more of those. Memento. Yeah, that was fun. Memento. I like a good twist as if it's foreshadowed and you can go back and be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. I saw this coming. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's fun to have like a surprise, but like little clues and little tidbits being like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. So, but I don't like to be, what is it? What do you say? Um, is it? It's not catered to or ham-fisted. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's not like when, ham-fisted or like... Uh, like on a platter. Yeah. Like, here you go. Like, you're so obvious. Like, no, like, come on. Like, let me think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I'm going to give Alf, um, Rebecca Alfred Hitchcock. I'm going to give I'm gonna give Rebecca... Mm, I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, that's my grade too. That's um, a little bit on the sour scale. It, yeah, but, it's yeah, sour. And, and it won. Uh, did you mention it won Best Picture and Best Cinematography? So, which honestly, the cinematography is pretty great. Um, black and white yeah. movie, and Alfred Hitchcock obviously knows what he's doing, but it's probably my least favorite of the movies I've seen of his. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Agree. Um, anything else for That's Rebecca? It. That's perfect. Yeah. I think Rebecca's a fine name, by the way. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that in there. I, I don't think I know her. Oh, frick. Dude, I'm I, I'm gonna punch myself. I just said I don't think I know Rebecca. My wife's freaking I, name I is Becky. Her first name's Rebecca. Gosh dang it! I was just I was, I was, <laughs> I 
was just all oh, my. Oh no! I was kind of alluding to saying Rebecca is a great oh, name because no. hence Becky. <laughs> Moving on, well, spotlight, spotlight. We're on the go, spotlight. Go, go buy her your her favorite drink. Uh, I did <laughs> and yesterday. Write Rebecca. Hopefully. Write her a card and write Rebecca on it. <laughs> So okay. Oh, no. On to two. On to two twenty three. I was super excited to see this movie. I had never seen this. Yeah, I hadn't either. And obviously talked about a ton. Won some awards. This is Spotlight, based on a true story. This this is a tough watch, but it's a kind of a good tough watch. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. Keep going. I, I like what you're saying. Yeah. No, and so this was directed um, by Todd McCarthy, stars Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, and Rachel McAdams. I think Rachel McAdams did a well, splendid job. I loved her role. Mm -hmm. Came out in 2015. I also really liked Michael Keaton. And do you want to give a sweet movie morsel for Mark Ruffalo here? Oh, yeah. Uh, This is the (laughs) third movie in what we've decided to call the, um, the the TCU the true crime universe because you've got Zodiac where he plays a reporter or no, he's a police officer. What is he? In, in? Let me, Anyways, let me look it up. He quick. plays a character that's involved in trying to find the Zodiac killer. And then this movie where he's involved in trying to take down, you know, and figure out the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic church. And then most recently dark waters where he plays a lawyer trying to figure out what's going on with the, um, with Teflon and the companies that have been poisoning the water. So keep going, Mark Ruffalo. You found your, you've got your bag, baby. Keep going with it. You're in the MCU yeah. and the TCU. You've got two extended universes, baby. Keep it going. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's either the Hulk or an expect, in, 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 you know, it's like John Hamm, who's it. only an FBI agent in all the movies he's in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I thought this was, uh, yeah. So he's an inspector. Um, in Zodiac, That's Mark right. Ruffalo's mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So, yeah, add it to, the, to this TCU. I love it. I love Spotlight. Yes. And as I said, it is a tough watch. It's heart-wrenching. And it is crazy. I had no idea that they were publishing the story about um, the Catholic Church and the priests, uh, you, know, you know, molesting children. It's terrible. Yeah. And during this time, this happened. 9-11 happened. They had yes. to put a six-week pause on this crazy story because 9-11, I mean, what, are you really going to be, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you understand, like, it's 9-11. It's a national. Yes. It's a terrorist attack. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. You really can't talk about anything else, even though the severity of this is very serious and sad and terrible for the victims. Yeah. So I thought this movie was well done. I loved the pacing. I loved the acting. And I loved kind of the suspense of a timetable to get this done. Yes. And, and, and Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, phenomenal in it. So I'm going to give spot. I think everyone should watch spotlight. It is on IMDb TV. If you do have prime video, Amazon, you can watch it. I watch it for free and there's like five ads. You watch it for free. You found it for free on on Amazon with ads. Gosh, I'm dang sorry. It. I tried to look for it. I pay, oh, oh well, I paid for this one. I guess yeah, Hollywood. It's on. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. I think Amazon and IMDb have something, so it's on IMDb TV. Oh. And there was like there was like a total runtime of maybe five minutes of ads, if that. Okay. So yeah, um, Spotlight was great. I'm gonna give this movie an A. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Check this. Check this movie out. And it. I think it was deserved. I haven't seen a lot of other 2015 movies. But I think it was deserving of Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay. I agree. I can see it. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I give it an A as well. Um, Sheesh. You know what I think I love is a lot of the times in movies when someone gets bad news or shocking news, they're like, oh, you know, they kind of they tend to overact. Where I like in this is, you know, they're they're learning all these things and they're just like, holy crap. You know, because anytime you've gotten bad news, you're just like, you're kind of frozen. Like, you don't really know how to react to anything. And then later you can. So I think it shows that really well in um, all the per- performances of the stars of this movie. So I give it an A. I think it's sweet. Um, everyone go watch it if you can. 2016 it yeah. came out, right? 2015? 2015. Perfect. 2015. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, and I, I like what you said. Like, they, they try to get their facts right. Yes. Before releasing it. And this is crazy. I want to share this real quick. It said at the end credits, kind of a spoiler, 
but uh, not really. I mean, it's it's based on a true story. It says 249 priests and brothers were publicly accused of sexual abuse within the Boston um, Catholic Church. The number of survivors in Boston is estimated to be well over 1,000. That's crazy. Gosh, it's so sad. And, and you know what also shows is it's just like, be, it's really hard to explain what I'm thinking right now, but you know, be be aware and let's try and, you know, believe people and have some have some justice and mercy and be able to do your research, really find out what's going on. Because just because someone seems like a good person, they probably are. But there is a chance that there might be something else going on. It's very crazy. Very crazy story. Which, yeah, great. Crazy story about the archdiocese and everything that happened with these priests and whatnot. True. Heart heart wrenching. So I thought it was a well done, well done movie. Important movie to watch too. I kind of see how, how you know, there's a lot of there's a narrative out there that fake news and real news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can take it as a grain of salt, but man, when you when you find some real true news, it's like whoa. So yeah. Um, kind of going on to this next movie, which is crazy, is Hotel Rwanda, which I hadn't seen yes, in a while. Another true story. Uh, Don Cheat. Gosh, this one's been filled with true stories. Goodness. Um, but basically tells the story of Paul Rusasab. But oh gosh, how did you pronounce this? How did you pronounce it again? Don Cheadle. No, no, Hotel I know Rwanda. Don, no, his his character's name, Paul Rusasabagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll say Rusasabagina, <laughs> and he's. A Hutu that manages um, a hotel in, you know, in, in Africa, in Rwanda. And when the Hutu military forces initiate kind of like this campaign to take out the Tutsis, which is like another ethnic faction in the country, um, Paul is basically forced to use, not forced, but he decides to use his hotel as like a refuge area for all the Tutsis. And his wife, played by Sophie Okonedo, is a Tutsi, so he's kind of trying to protect his wife. Um, the movie's directed by Terry George. And what I think is really great is it portrays um, Don Cheadle's character, Paul, as kind of he understands what needs to be done, more of like a spirit of a, of the, you know, spirit over letter kind of a guy. So if he yeah. needs, if he understands that he has to, like, accommodate certain people in order to get what he needs, he will do so. And I think that really holds well for like a general manager of a hotel to make sure that his guests are comfortable, especially in such a crazy time like this where he was able to help thousands of people basically be able to avoid this ethnic cleansing. The story is terrible, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's 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 heart wrenching. I, I can't believe I think this movie should be I think students in high school, junior high should watch this movie. I think it's important mm-hmm. to know. What happened? Yeah, and it's it's crazy. It is crazy the amount of lives that were lost in essentially the civil war that was occurring. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I thought this was a good watch, important watch as well. I really enjoyed it. I thought Don Don Cheadle did a great job in the in the lead. And there's one scene where I was just like, "How are they going to get out of this bind?" Mm-hmm. It was very, I think you know what I'm talking about, near yeah. the van, and he's just bribing any way they can with money. He's like, he's he's essentially saying, like, I will give you everything, everything that I have mm-hmm. for the people that I love. And I thought that scene was tense. It was really good, really suspenseful. Yeah. Uh, important movie. I'm going to give this movie, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an A-. minus. Yep, Definitely I was just going to say, A- minus for me as well. Definitely sweet. I think, I think this is... I think it's at the right spot in IMDb. It could go up more. Yeah, I can see. I, I I think a lot of it is some people kind of thought that it didn't it didn't really talk a lot or focus on like a lot of like kind of the killing and like the dying going on. But um, I read I read a quote from um, oh gosh uh, Roger Ebert basically talking about you know it's like th- this was the right choice to focus on the good that happened of during this horrible yeah. time and really focus sure. on the good that we can do in the world to kind of bring a change and help you know evil go away so hotel rwanda really really great watch i had a good time yeah yeah and like you see that with you know what's going on with coronavirus like obviously it's it's kind of crazy out there but there are some good things that people are doing out there mm-hmm. and that's exactly what kind of happens in this movie. This movie could have been rated R for sure for for violence and even uh, more language, but it's actually PG thirteen, yeah. which I think is fitting. Yeah, so no, I agree. 
Uh, so yeah, Hotel Rwanda, good watch. I was actually, I was really pleasantly surprised of how moving it was. So yeah. um, on to the next and to the last. This is yes. 221. Uh, help me with the director here, but this is Amores Perros. Ooh. I loved, I, I enjoyed, I think I did love this movie. <laughs> I'm still kind of digesting it. It's, but, <sighs> but this is directed by Alejandro Inarito? Yep. Did I say that? Right? Alejandro Gonzalez Inarito. I just learned that that's what the G stood for. And know. he did The Revenant, right? Yep. And Birdman. And Babel. Cool. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Is this his first? Is this his first? First feature. Debut? First feature. Yes. Um, so essentially with Amores Perros, there's three timelines. I mean, there's three, there's three stories going on, mm-hmm. three characters. Um, and if anybody has seen Place Beyond the Pines, it's kind of like that. Each act is a story. Yeah. I'd even say kind of like Pulp Fiction as well. Pulp Fiction, yeah. It has, and it, and it even tells you like, the screen goes black and it says like the name of the person and yeah. it goes into their story. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I do like stories about that. And it all, they all kind of intertwined and they all connect through a car accident that occurs. And it's very interesting. There's a lot of symbolism with the dogs that are involved in this film. Yeah. And me being a dog guy, I love dogs. Good love my puppers. parents' dog. Love them. Love Lucy Clementine. Oh, She's a sweetheart. I love Dottie May. My heart. My daughter. Got- <laughs> my dog, as I call her. Yeah, she got a terrible haircut the other day, but she's she's <laughs> she's she's grown out of it. But I liked the aspect of how the dogs were used to display a lot of the characters' characteristics and what they were going through. Yeah. Um. So very interesting watch, and I love the symbolism in this movie. And good point. I didn't think second, about that, but yeah, that's a really good point. The second act was fine. I can see how people could could not like kind of that story. But I enjoyed it because I liked the dog in that second act and kind of how that dog went into hiding and hid underneath the floor. And it was a parallel to the guy who was also kind of going hiding and a scandal and going in an affair. So I thought that was very interesting. Mm. So I'm going to give Amores Perros. I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. This is I can see this being sour and sweet to a lot of people. I'm going to give it a sweet. I think I think this is a good watch. Um, it's, it's a bit intense because you, you see some brutality towards dogs. Yeah. It does make and sure at the very sad. beginning to say no animals were harmed in the making of this movie, yes. which is yes, crazy. It, Being able to direct these animals. So it looks like that. Gosh, dang. Oh, oh, and the dog, like I thought it was like legit, a real dog that was dead or wounded. Like the, the makeup, the costume, the makeup design, mm-hmm. it is, it is crazy. And like that gets an A plus. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a, seriously. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B plus. And I think people should watch this movie. I think it is a good watch. And it's interesting to see things intertwine in this film. Well, what so I really like also is like the the camera work is in moments where it's really intense, like especially when it starts out, it's just it's a it's a lot of very oh. handheld. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to sit through a freaking movie of handheld. But no, it balances it really well of moments where it's more calm or poised. It's yeah. Still yeah. cam. And especially for any of you guys to see his progression from this movie to the Revenant to Birdman. Gosh, it's crazy. This movie's great. All four of Alejandro G. Inurito's movies have been nominated for Academy Awards. And do you want to know what this one lost to? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Yep. In 2001. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, you know, I give this movie, um, Gosh, from I kind of want to say A minus, honestly. Okay, I really yeah. liked it. I thought yeah. it was really, really great. Um, Hotel Rwanda. I think it's probably eh, maybe it's it's right on there there with the level of Hotel Rwanda and just like my grades, basically. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna re rank real quick? We've got it. Do you? Let's just do thirty through twenty or thirty thirty yeah. through eleven, really, really quick. Let's I can read them off. We- I've got them off. Or um, I'll okay, read you, off you my ranking. You do yours ranking. first. Yeah, I'll read off my ranking. Um, I'm on his panels. I'm just making sure I've got these. Okay, so at the very bottom, uh, from 30 to 11, we've got The Legend of 1900, Winter Sleep, Gangs of Wasipur, The White Heat, Rebecca, Sholay, It Happened One Night, Ace in the Hole, Throne of Blood, Before Sunset, The Help, In the Mood for Love, End of Evangelion, The Handmaiden, Lagan, Monsters, Inc., The Red Shoes, Princess Bride, Amores Perros, Hotel Rwanda. That's 30 through 11. 
And what do you got? Shoot. What's your ranking? Oh, I was just going to do my ranking for <laughs> this episode. <laughs> uh, to, do you want to just, you can just give your 10 through, do you want to just do 10 through yeah. one? I'll, I'll, I'll just do the 10 through one for, okay. for this take. Yeah, that's Is that good. okay. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Just keep, let me, let me, let me finalize this here. Uh, let me, oh, I can start with my 10 through six and then we'll. Let, let me get my, let me go with my 10. My number 10 is Aladdin with an A minus, the 1994. Okay. Do you have yours? Um, I don't. I'm just doing mine for this one. Let me keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> wait, so do you want me to, okay. <laughs> All right. At Audible, are we, are we doing our top 10 that we saw from this round or overall? Yes. Yes. Just from this round? Yes. Yep. Man. Just from this round. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so Rebecca at being number 10, and then It Happened One Night, Ace in the Hole at number 8, The Handmaiden at number 7, and Monsters, Inc. at number 6. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to go The Handmaiden at number 10. Uh, I'm going to go Rebecca at number 9. And then after that, I'm going to go, where is it at? Um, I'm going to go Ace in the Hole at number eight. Mm-hmm. And then number seven, I'm going to go Happened One Night. Okay. And then at number six, I'm going to go Let In. Oh, okay. Sweet. So uh, five through one is Amores Perros, um, Hotel Rwanda. Then we've got Spotlight, Rocky, and at number one, Overall, this is my overall ranking. My favorite movie that we've seen of the IMDb 250 and of this round is La N. Absolute mercy. banger. I loved it so much. Okay. I love that. I'm going Amores Perros at five, Hotel Rwanda at four, Spotlight at three, number two, Monsters, Inc., and number one, Rocky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Who's What's your number one overall during this time? Oh, man. Through these 30 movies? Yes. Jeez, dude. I, I think I got to go Rocky. Okay. <laughs> I got to go for Rocky. Okay. I got to go Rocky. Yeah, I think I got to go Rocky. And yours, yours is Len. Yeah. Len, Akira is number two. Terminator's number three. Butch Cassie and the Sunday Kids Kid number four. And then Rocky's number five. Okay. So and I then to- I'd, probably, I'd probably go Rocky for me one. Number two, The Terminator. Um, and then obviously Infernal Affairs. I'm looking through my rankings yeah. here that I did for um, the last 20. And then Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid also on that five. And Monster Inc. probably right after. Yeah. So, okay. Been, been some pretty good movies yeah. through the 30 movies. Um, this is a good time to announce our plans going forward for the IMDb 250. So we were talking about this. TC, I kind of want you to announce it because. Um, you know, you can expl- you can give us a good explanation and the sweets an explanation of our process going forward. Yes. So, is this for the bracket? No, IMDb two fifty. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we want to give more time to these movies. Yes. And so next month we are just going to do five. And every the, month going movies. forward. Yeah. We're going to so, do five because they're 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 on IMDb for a reason, and we want to talk about them kind of dive in a little bit in depth we don't want to glaze over them because we feel like we do that sometimes yeah um but yeah so we're, we're gonna start with what is it two it'd be 220 220, yeah, 220 through 216 mm-hmm. and yeah we're gonna go from there i think that will help us as well because there's other things that we want to watch but we want to have more time for these movies yeah and, and more than it's like you said i mean we we could always I, I like being able to spend time, even for movies like uh, The Handmaiden. You know, it's like we yeah. haven't been able to, we don't really get to talk about it much, and so it's nice that we'll be able to, even though it's kind of hard, we can dive deeper into it, give you guys a better review. Um, so now, 220 through 216. Hit ah, me. Hit me. We miss by one, so in a month from now. Okay, so we're going to have the 400 Blows. Um, Rang de Basanti at two at two nineteen. Dead Poet Society at two eighteen will be a fun watch. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at two seventeen. Hey, and then two sixteen is Andre Rublev. Um, dude at two fifteen. Guess what we missed? What Logan? 
Oh, so that'll be we'll one wait. you'll get to. You'll get to revisit. Yeah. Come what? Well, we're almost gonna sneak that May. in too if we want. Eh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, it'll be like between yeah. five and ten we'll, reviews. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. But we're gonna we'll, do five we'll play. next month. Yes, five. And I think I, I feel better about that. Keeks and I have talked, and we want to spend more time with these movies because ten in one take is a lot to digest. Yeah, it's only like four. It ends up being only being like four or five minutes. We get to talk about these movies. So yeah. So it'll be it'll be nice to talk more about these movies and spend like geez maybe ten minutes for each yeah. movie um, roughly. right off the bat several minutes uh, of these movies what are you thinking which one are you excited to watch oh man I'm excited to watch Dead Poet Society for one I've never seen it yeah, it's, I, it's, I've never I've never seen it either um, shouts out to one of my really good friends Andrew Edgel this is I think his favorite movie so mm. yeah I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be a good yeah, time. Yeah, I'm see, I'm saying Dead Poets Society. What's 400 Blows? What's I that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find huh. out. That's like... We we will find out. We've been finding out a lot of movies that way. Oh, gosh, yeah. And honestly, um, we're just glad that you guys are still here. Next week, we have our... Um, we're gonna re we're gonna revise the entire not revise we're gonna revisit the March Madness March Movie Madness greatest sports movies ever bracket uh, we're gonna reveal the champion we're gonna break down the final four <laughs> and the and the championship game and we're gonna review the movie that actually wins so that is all for me sweet TC um, what do you got you got anything I got. This guy is the best guy right here. The Sweet Stop. Keeks. He's always he's always trying to get this pod just going, keeping it creative. Love him and Jives. This is fun. Weird times that we're experiencing. You know, stay safe, stay inside. Yes. And then if you do go outside, be cur- be courteous, be aware. Yes. I think it's important to get outside. Go on walks. Yeah, I flew a kite yesterday for one. I did. I saw that. Yes. So it was very. Keeks, I, I love you. Appreciate you. Keep. Keep flying kites, baby. Intoxicating. Go buy a dollar store kite and go fly that bad boy. You will have the time of your life. I'm not kidding. I I, yeah. I was running up and down. I was getting my my wind sprints in. It was a great time. Yeah, good. You need to get you got to get that heart rate up. Get some endorphins you going, do. baby. You we love it. we love a good runner's high. Well, of course. So that's it from me. Love the sweet keeks. Love all you sweets. Um, definitely check out some of these movies. Love it, TC. And as always, stay sweet, everyone. Sweet. Sweet.